10, 9, ignition sequence start, 6. Hello, and welcome to Rocket Fuel, your daily update of everything that's happening in the Rocket Pool community. My name is Wack. Today is September 9th, and um, I've got this episode here today that's quite packed, so let's get started. We're going to start with this news about BASE, which of course is in the Ethereum Layer 2. BASE is the Layer 2 that was started by Coinbase, one of the biggest centralized exchanges in the world, and um, it's setting up as a permissionless, um, permissionless chain that is based on the optimism stack the op stack and it's ready to go so what's really cool here is that the base protocol has had uh, our ETH bridged over to it through the native bridge and it also has had rpl bridged to it through the native bridge so so far only eight tokens i believe are able to sorry 12 tokens there's just 12 tokens available and two of those are um, RETH and RPL, which I think is a really great um, marker for Rocket Pool's um, credibility and inclusion in this um, in this uh, time, and um, it's going to be the first LST I think that is moving over to Base. Um, of course, you know this is just tokens that people are moving back and forth. Um, it's not going to impact any of the minting or you know. Um, the deposit pool or the staking or anything like that it's just a matter of sending your RETH um, over to to base or your rpl of course and then using those on base in their DeFi integrations now um base you know transactions have a price that's around um, 15 cents i think or 12, 10 between 10 and 15 cents but then with proto dunk sharding in 4844 we will be able to reduce that cost by about 10 uh, by 90 percent and um that means that you know we might be seeing sub cent um transfers on these on these chains so that's really exciting to see um and uh, i'm glad that rocket pool has you know, like the front of line um service on this okay let's move over to this um over this comment by joe um, I think it makes sense a little bit to kind of go back in the discussion and um, what we got here was, you know, uh, people, a copper horse was asking about um, mega pools and what the the bonding is going to look like for mega pools and about LEB4s on their own and um, Patches says that mega pools will let us mint um, F load of our ETH and then... Um, I said, what's the, you know, said, what's the timeline? They said eight to 12 months, depending on how um, on how upgrades go for Ethereum and Rocket Pool. Apache says that it'll be protracted as usual, but it'll be worth the wait. And then um, the there will um, hear Copperhost then said, you know, so will be no operator limited until Mega Pools, no LEB fours or anything like that coming. And I replied by saying, sadly, no LEB4s won't have come until forced exits. But then Patches says that it might be possible that we'll get them before mega pools, depending on, I guess, what happens on the Ethereum side. And, like, you know, if we get hard forks before when mega pools come. Um, and Patches says they don't, they have independent timelines, as far as I can tell. They don't block each other. So the difference here 
is that um, you know key understanding is that LEB falls will be a separate entity and then mega pools will have something like LEB falls built into them so there's two different ideas um, mega pools will be that the more validators you have the more the protocol can get away with um, giving you better and better rates of um, like use of collateral so you know your first validator might be an eight eth validator your second eth val your second validator might be four and your third and fourth and fifth and sixth will be four but then maybe for your you know six seventh eight ninth and tenth it might be two um so it's kind of different from just lab's because lab falls will be just you know a person that only has four eth they will come to rocket pool with the required rpl and then they will stake that and they will set up one validator with that four eth so these two ideas as uh, here as uh, patches is they're independent of each other so then what ended up happening was we got um joe popped in he says quick breaking of silence my understanding is we've settled on making leb fours as part of saturn and mega pools which does in fact mean they require forced exits so um it looks like you know lebs and, and mega pools will be coming at the same time um and both of those will be coming when we get uh, forced exits and this might be because it's easier to do audits with um all in one go it might also mean that you know um the team don't want to mess around with um, trying to get big changes out at different times instead of just working towards it on one go. And then uh, Joe says you know, they, they won't be here before forced exits. And um, yeah, it was nice that um, Joe was able to clarify that. And David said, uh, War Bread City. And um, yeah. Um, so Kane is already working on building out um, mega pools, which is what Joe says here as well. And um, he's getting the mechanics in place. He says that they did a lot of work for that before Houston even existed. Um, and Joe said, I was quite sure mega pools and Saturn were going to be the next big thing because of it. But then governance stuff happened and so they focused on that instead of Houston. Um, so they were changing the priorities around a little bit. And then I made a joke saying, I'm so glad that Chris Black and those Lido guys make you all realize that this is a priority. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, that was really, really great stuff. So thank you for sharing that information, Joe. It really helped kind of like illuminate what will be, what upgrades will be coming and when they'll be coming. Okay. So speaking of updates coming, um, here we had this um, post from um, Kane a little while ago, like uh, just nearly three months ago, sorry, two months ago, about um, on-chain voting. And then um, Kane has an update on this. Um, he says, I have posted a draft RPIP for consideration, draft RPIP for on-chain PDAO by Kane Wallman, pull request 71, rocket pool RPIPs. And then there's a GitHub link that you can click on. excuse me and then um people started talking about that right away like dark message um about how it's going to impact the the collateral levels because of their vote and how that will be impacted by um the staking tokenomics change val kind of clarified saying that he doesn't see any issues with that because um they will um worst case means that you know we can change when you go withdraw, we may need to clarify language in the extra RPIP. 
and then Val Valve went on to say reviewed it a bit more than uh, reviewed a bit more than half at the moment looks good generally biggest high level thing is separating spec from implementation a takeaway from the current RPIP 4 tribulations and then Val finished by saying thanks and here sorry my internet connection is being annoying um, here we have the uh, github so if you want to go and have a look around you can poke around in in github um i have no idea where <laughs> it is that you'll find it um but um yeah i, I tried poking around with it but i couldn't find the rpip but um for those of you who are more familiar with um navigating around github you should be able to find the text and um yeah let me see it says two days ago over here but i can't find the actual file that is two days ago so yeah oh here it is rpip 29 oh that's from shifrin <laughs> so yeah this is what i'm this is what i mean oh maybe it's rpip 30 no that is not it also and I don't see RPIP 31, so that's fine. Anyway, um, you, if you know about how to use GitHub, you can go and do that and uh, you can find the information that you need. Okay, next I want to, well, when I was originally planning this episode, this was going to be a bit of a, you know, a reminder for you all to go and uh, submit your grants or bounties or retroactive awards. But um, I'm sorry that this episode is coming out after that's finished. So this uh, this uh, month we had no bounties that were submitted. Um, with the grant side, we had um, seven grants submitted. And let's have a quick look at some of them. Um, we had we had. Let me see. Oh, that's the wrong way. So we had um, the grants by um, OpenX. Sorry, OpenUX. Open UX, and then we had grants by um, Dury, and we had another grant by uh, Proton Girl, and another grant by um, Project IPOR um, that you can have a look at. And you can read the whole grant and see what they want to do or what they how much they charge. We had one from Arbora, which was about um, Rocket School, um, which is a website that teaches people how to learn, teaches people how to stay with the Ethereum through Rocket Pool. So that's really cool. And then we have um, non fungible Yoakum running um, Rocket MEV monitor, and we also have. Um, Zachary with Denderis, a trustless oracle for liquid staking protocols. And then this is one of those that was like kind of rejected or deferred last last uh, period. And then Shifrin closed the message here as well. And then let's have a quick look at the grants. So we have, um, let me see, right, this one here. Um, so this is for also, we already had a look at the grant application. This is for retrospective awards. So, for retrospective awards, we have um, we have this um, Shifrin asking for a reward. We also have Cal asking for a reward 
for himself. We have a cow um, asking for a reward for um, Val. We also have Ishka asking for a reward for them himself use for the Nexus Mutual purchase of up our ETH. And then we have feeling good, feeling great, asking for a reward for Snake Rocket Pool and the educational videos and how-to guides. And then we have um, another uh, retroactive award from Snake Rocket uh, Fuel, uh, Snake Rocket Pool. Sorry, ask for Kent Philly for asking for uh, RPLDefi.com and the updates that go into that. And then. That was the end of the grants period. So the next thing happened is the GMC members will deliberate. And then I think next week or the following week, we'll reach out to um, community. Next week, sorry. We'll reach out to community members to a grant application, grant applicants to ask them about um, like the basically a period of uh, negotiation to try to figure out how to best serve their needs in that period. Okay, next have a look at the Discord. Over here we have uh, a post from Not Rocknet saying, Hi all, I just wanted to call your attention back to bringing up your validators for Holishki uh, Genesis, which will take place on Friday, um, which is in six days from when I'm recording. Please give a shout out if you have any issues or need help. When your validators are up, please update the tracking spreadsheet below. So then um, in this, you know, you've got Stirs, Faisal M, uh, Vaka and Object who got tagged because I guess they're not online yet. Uh, Ramana says that he's not online yet either. And then, um, yeah, so uh, you can go and you can like start playing around with this. And um, I think it'll be a nice little tool for um, for the Rocket Pool community together to get um, the new Ethereum testnet validating ASAP. Okay, here we have um, some news from um, Aave where the pool for RPL was maxed out at 420,000. Well, today, well, not today, actually, a couple of days ago, that was lifted. The cap was doubled again. Now to 840,000 RPL can be deposited into Aave. And then um, the borrow amount is still stuck at 160,000. Um, 160,000 RPL, which of which so far 97,299 have been borrowed. Um, sorry, 97,200.99 has been borrowed, um, and they're paying an APY of 2.5%. Um, whereas um, the uh, collateral provide sorry, the RPL providers are getting paid 0.46%. So it's not nothing, it's something. But it's not great, so definitely keep that in mind. Okay, next we have this um, appeal from Rocket Split. So, you know, they challenged the GMC's decision. And if you have a look over here, you can see that the vote has now reached quorum. So this will definitely pass. The chances of abstain being higher than four are pretty much zero uh, because of the way... Um, you know it's all set up but this 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 is um, gonna get passed here there's come you know four from me and joe and uh, others abstained as well so that's fine um but using this information we can see what the rocket split guys are doing so here we have an update from direct who's with long island blockchain saying 
high um, all super excited to see that our RPIP27 appeal seems to have passed. In the meantime, we have been hard at work improving the front end to rocket split. We have some updates to show. So here, if you click on, if you click on it, you can see that there's a YouTube video and um, there's the information that you need from that. So you can go and check it out. Um, watch the video. It'll show you how the uh, the splits happen. Um, so you, you can add into the address and then um, it's like a really intuitive front end where you can put the information you want you can connect with your wallet and then you um, can use this creator to kind of like move things around and um and and add the information that you need but definitely go and give this whole video a watch and a listen and i think um, it's really cool for you to see that uh, but here like this um I, there's different ideas here that you can kind of slide around and see how it all works. So it's a nice little, um, it's a nice little snapshot of the the work that has been done so far, and um, I think um, it's really cool that you know they're making such great developments already. But um, I just wanted to share that with you that you know Rocket Split hopefully will be online soon. PM. Okay. Um, this is a really interesting story that um, came to my attention a couple of days ago and was brought to my attention. So it says Rocket Pool powers and authorities. So here Pro 11 had this post where he's talking about um, the Gov Alpha produced a report describing the powers and authorities within Rocket Pool based on community documentation like RPIPs, GitHub repos and forum posts and smart contract code. We've broken these down into the principles and agents all have a role that impacts the rocket pool protocol. So they kind of they talk about the different de definitions of what can be useful. Um, and here it says, you know, where the authorities are and the different uh, principles and agents, such as the ODAO and then the Guardian, of course, the PDAO and all the information that goes with that. And then, um, yeah, so definitely go and check out this post. Um, it's already gotten some really nice feedback. It's really detailed, so it'll take you quite a long time to get through it all. But if you have a look, you know, um, Valdov said first, this is fantastic. And he had a minor quibble and then already getting some useful feedback in various places. So the feedback received was right there. And then they kind of edited the post to kind of cover that. And then um, Dr. Dufus says, damn, this is pretty good. We'll read in detail and try to figure things about that Val is wrong about. Um, so yeah, thanks pros for doing that. Um, and definitely go and give this a read if you are all curious about that. Okay, next we have this article from Marco in Ether, who's talking about the second LSD revolution. And he says that he's making the case against the single dominated LSD um, and um, trying to find a way around that. So he says the first revolution brought us love, freedom, exploration, and alternatives to society in long hair, and a lot of VW van, minivans, and says then this will bring more robust and decentralized Ethereum, thus decentralizing the world's trust ledger. So there's a whole lot of information here about how um, RPL will help regular ETH um, deposits into uh, the beacon chain, um, and also, um, yeah, like some information there. So definitely uh, read this. Um, there's a lot of really good information there. 
and um, I think it'll be worth your time. So thank you, Marco, in Ether. Okay, next, Jasper shared this update from the CTFC. Here he tagged Dibsy, of course, who's a lawyer. Um, and the news was that, you know, the Commodity Futures Trading Commission today continued its enforcement focus in the digital assets decentralization, decentralized finance space um, by issuing orders simultaneously filing, filing and settling charges against Open Inc., Delaware registered company based in California, Zero Inc., a Delaware company based in California, and Deridex Inc., a Delaware company based in North Carolina. So, Invis um, says that this is just all American DeFi companies and that, um, you know, of course, it'll be limited in scope across the, the global system. But um, I think it's really important to pay attention to these kind of cases because, you know, cryptos had some big wins recently in the courts. But that doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to carry on having these big wins. And it might end up being that, you know, there's not good times coming up. But um, the wins definitely are something really good. And it's uh, nice to focus on those. So um, let's see what's happening with the CTF, the CFTC stuff um, as the news comes in. Okay. So uh, yesterday in um, trading, there was a party and that party lasted all of 12 seconds. Now, why did this party 12 last seconds? Um, it's because uh, patches realized that um, the, there's a 181 block. Um, so that's oh, 18 million 100,000 blocks have been produced on Ethereum beacon chain. Um, so uh, patches was having a party. And Ramana said, where is it and who else is coming? And Patches says, it'll happen in trading and it's for trading. And then Ramana says, can you help me arrange a cat sitter? And Patches says, actually, yes, though, only in New York. And um, <laughs> Ramana says, how long do you expect the party to happen? Maybe the cat can survive, and, but he's worried about confetti. And um, Patches says, they'll only last one slot. And then four months, they can do a one... 19 million, um, 19 million block party. Well, anyway, here we had the party. Patches says there's going to be a fun 12 seconds. Well, here at um, 10.23 Eastern time, and Patches says party, and then 12 seconds later, he says end party, and he says, see, wasn't that fun? And Waldorf missed it entirely. So that was, that was funny. Um, okay, next, uh, I'm going to be wrapping up the episode with a couple of things based on Twitter. And the first one is um, a big beef that's kind of happening between, um, well, a bunch of different communities and people and Lido. So Seraphim, who, of course, is the head of taking risk at Lido, he says that um, Ethereum surge self-limit at 33% of the global crypto market cap. Um, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? So he's kind of poking fun at this idea of, you know, wanting Lido to self-limit. Um, and then Justin Leroux here, who um, I think works with uh, Grid Plus, he's the CEO of Grid Plus, he says, it sounds more ridiculous for a parasite to declare it isn't concerned with keeping its host healthy. So that was like a really nice burn that Justin did like ratioed um, Seraphim really badly. Um, I think it was like a, a 5x on the... 6x on the um, ratio there. Um, so good job, Justin. But yeah, this is absolutely right that, you know, Lido has a parasitic relationship um, on Ethereum. 
And then Jasper um, got involved in some discussions here. So I'll read this out. He says, It boils my blood that Lido Finance thinks fit to go against one of the founding Lido principles set forward by Paradigm. Governance is and always has been existential risk to Lido pr um, presence. That Lido presents um, dual governance is banded solution, not any kind of permanent one, and it's very fallible. And then Jasper goes on to say, as long as Lido governance can control the weather registry, LDO should not exceed roughly 33% of the network. There's no hard line here because the threat isn't based on any hard line. And then that, that goes, he goes on to like explain a whole bunch of things. So definitely give this um, thread a listen if you want to talk about what. Um, you know, paradigm saying um, in the research paper that led to Lido being created, it says we have to emphasize how important it is that the decentralized staking pool by that point has shed all of its good governance functionality. Neither fees nor withdrawals addresses nor the validator registry can be allowed to change, allowed to be changed by human inputs. So here we have um, the you know what they were seeing before um, and how that's changing now by them adding more governance instead of removing governance features well that led to some people who are quite upset here like uh, Banteg um, who you might know from um, says the bunny talisman of Yearn so Yearn protocol a couple of years ago got really big and Banteg was one of the people who was kind of like around with that time um, so he was responding to Jasper's tweet about the one that we just read part of and he says, imagine being a marketer whose tweets look like this, starting with, you know, it boils my blood data, and then like a ramble about a competitor, really makes me want to try out the thing that you forgot to promote. Um, so there was a bit of a back and forth here. Um, and then, um, Jasper says, let's be real, there are only 30 people left on crypto Twitter. But anyway, over here, um, Bantech then goes on to say, retweet this, this is Lido, retweeting a post that says Lido isn't a single entity, it's a coordination layer between stakers and the independent node operators. So far, Lido has been operating well, has not harmed Ethereum, has arguably made it more resilient. If you're going to advocate for change, then the burden of proof is on you. And then Bantech says, without Lido, Lido, it's all sexes and three hobbyist validators. And then, um, yeah, that, that was like the next step in the discussion. And then after that, we had Jasper here talks, um, replying to Benteg, um, you know, the tweet about the marketer. And then Jasper says, imagine thinking that my years long criticisms about Lido Finance is marketing, is your excavated worth selling out the chain for? What a joke. So there was a lot of back and forth. Bentech then says Rocky Pool Shield need to learn some tact from Link Marines so they can stop being annoying while still getting their way. Link Marines is a you know a community that's based around Chainlink and they got really famous a few years ago for having really hardcore fans. Um, Rocky Pool doesn't have anything like that. Uh, Bentech says if your day consists of throwing mud and inventing conspiracy theories about your competition, it's probably time best probably time to rethink um, your marketing strategy. Our best it is not invite anyone who to look into your project. Our worst is off-putting for people with a previously new neutral opinion. And then Chris Black here says, lol, rocket pool shills are way more sane than chain link shills. And he says, I'm an expert on this topic. And I replied by saying, Chris knows sanity when he sees it, which of course is a joke because Chris is not sane. Sorry, Chris. Um, yeah, you're not watching anyway, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, 
And then Kane says, if you're learning tact from Link Marines, you need to question your life choices, to be honest. So, like, these people were just coming out of everywhere, you know, like, really um, pounding on the, piling on the, the criticism Lido and totally justified criticism the, at that. Jasper then kind of replied to... Um, to Seraphim here, Seraphim is saying, I have to respond to this. Don't let the campaign fool you. Lido Finance has not shared any of its governance functionality. In fact, it plans on growing it. And then um, Seraphim says, My boys, what are you smoking? I want it too. And then he kind of goes and shows that, you know, we're allocating so much to this new voting system that they're doing. And it's going to be two tier voting. And there'll be this aspect of it and that aspect of it. And how they're going to have like a veto from STE holders, etc. And then Jasper had a really great reply to that, saying, um, kind of tweeting parts of what Seraphim said. This at the moment um, allocated to implementing dual governance, which takes, and this is my brother, I started the post explaining how dual governance isn't a solution. And then next he says, and then more of course. And he says, similarly on the four-year time on the four-year horizon, um, allocation of stake among node operators will be done via automated risk management logic. Jasper says, I've never seen this one discussed before. The staking route has a vast increase in governance power. Governance will control how much stake goes into each module, including the ability to off-board entire modules, a huge amount of power. Also, you've conveniently left out how the forced exits will be largest expansion of Lido's control over stake yet. Friend, that was, wasn't a response. You're just repeating the arguments I originally tore apart. And then... Um, and then there was a reply here from Dimitri saying um, the dual governance actually to combine existing agility with the ultimate security by allowing STE holders to say no. Find this great approach that we've never seen before in crypto. Um, same rocket pool governance model. And both makes ETH more resilient. Um, Jasper says, I understand dual governance. Um, Dual governance is the implementation of veto power. However, that's a very weak source reassurance against malicious LDO um, attempts because it requires the LST holders to be mindful of LDO governance. Uh, that's a high barrier. If you um, lower the veto percentage too low, you open the DAO to spam veto attacks. If it's too high, then this is my words, then um, obviously you won't be able to uh, pass any votes because the Lido holders might not be interested in governance votes. So um, there might be there might be some big problems with this. And that's just an example from right up from the top. Um, so definitely read all of this back and forth from Jasper and the Lido guys. Um, and then here we have one last tweet to cover here, but there have been a whole lot more. So um, Jasper says, it's pretty incredible that Rocket Pool has been working on liquid staking for six years now. Dave is an Ethereum OG and pioneer in liquid staking, despite being almost completely hidden from the media limelight, letting his code speak for him. And here we have Mippo, who is a co-host of the Bell Curve podcast, um, finding an old um, blog post from Dave from 2017. And then they kind of like started talking about how, um, you know, when they did a deep dive into the history of LSTs, they missed this um, post from Rocket Pool, and um, it wasn't um, it wasn't counted in their um, in their episode. But it says uh, you know that this was 2017. It was very early in the history of staking pool operators, um, and there were that Rocket Pool was you know on the cutting edge at the time. And then um, talking about the different uh, kind of tokens and how they would all work and um, how the difference is between the tokens as they were imagined back then. 
and how they're matching now. Um, and then um, Mipo says, you know, if you skip into the end, here's the TLDR. Rocket Pool was an early innovator in staking pools and deserve more credit in the season. They have kind um, they had a kind of primitive version of LSTs back in 2017, albeit with key differences. And then um, credit for LST still goes to Felix. So the fact that they're acknowledging that, you know, they had some limitations in their research was really good. Um, and it means that hopefully, um, you know, they'll... Uh, hopefully they'll be able to um like the rocket pool will become a little bit people will become a bit more aware of um the the work that's gone into rocket pool okay and i'm going to finish today's episode with um this post from trading where um nocture said uh, vitalik's twitter got hacked do not interact and then um, superfist says that you know the twitter has been breached don't click on links to mint nfts and then um here someone was already looking about um potentially seeing how it would work um on um on this uh consensus app on the roll-up um and um yeah it's it's definitely not good that um people had so much crypto stolen um with little recourse for getting it back but anyway everyone on that note um thank you all for watching listening and being part of the Rocketful community. Um, I will see you all um, tomorrow or maybe Tuesday. Um, well, I'll be back with my regular setup. So thanks everyone um, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.